we're, we're very much like uh, public radio. It's, you know, is listener supported. And if you, the listener, do not make a contribution, then public radio goes belly up. Hello, this is Peter Backwin. And this is Jeff Schuler And Craig Randall. And this is Buzz Burrell with the Fastest Known Podcast, celebrating our 100th podcast. And you're speaking with the uh, founders, the creators of FastestKnownTime.com, who are very tight-lipped. Did you notice that? When I ask <laughs> other people to introduce themselves, you know, I get these little speeches, but no, not these guys. So I'm going to have to take it a little bit from there. So Peter Backwin maintained the pro board site for like eight years before he founded this a little over two years ago. And Peter is the only person to finish the double hard rock, which means you ran the hard rock course twice in a row. Sorry, Peter, but I had to fill in a little bit because you guys are so succinct. <laughs> and, and then you also can look on the website under the team under the top menu bar. You get a little more bio there. But Jeff, you just did something this weekend. What did you just do? Uh, well, I did the Pikes Peak Marathon on Sunday. Uh, it's one of the things I did this weekend. Um, and that was fun. It wasn't too hot or too smoky, but a little bit of both. Um, it's my first time. Yeah. And you had a good time. You finished 20th, I think. 20th overall. Was, I was pretty satisfied. Uh, it was my first race as a master's. I just turned 40, like three days before the race. So I was second master's. So I got some improvement to do, but uh, it was fun. It was, you know, it's, it's cool that some races are still happening and there's still stuff to do. Um, the rest of my, my running year got canceled. So. Well, that's too bad because turning 40, that's the optimum time. Now you're in that's, this new age group. Thank you. I <laughs> I don't feel like that, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig, I think you just got back from the Wind River Range a little while ago. What else? Yeah, I was just back uh, in the Cirque of the Towers where it was a little less smoky than it is here or it has been here. So that was a nice getaway. Um, but I'll offer a PSA to anyone who is also thinking about going to Cirque of the Towers, especially. So the Big Sandy Road is, I don't know, 35 miles of dirt road, basically no cell service, dirt road. And it takes you only one place, basically, which is the parking area to, to set off for the Cirque. And check your tires, bring a spare, bring a compressor, bring a patch kit. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-oh. I think there's a story behind this. Yeah. So... I'll, I'll keep it succinct, but we um, we got in, we got a flat within the first five minutes of that dirt road, changed it, made it all the way into the parking area, went out to the Cirque, did the wolf's head, came out a couple mornings later and had a second flat and really? then no spare. So basically it took us 24 hours of finagling to get two tires patched, returned to us, and uh, <laughs> and then it took us about three hours on the way out to drive that road. I was so afraid of flatting again <laughs> so the moral of this story so, is the dirt bag climber's life isn't that romantic <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we weren't the only one so i think it's something some one of the guys who uh runs the lodge that's really close to the, the trailhead there said that uh maybe some of the, the services have been put off because of the the pandemic and maybe some of the city or county employees who ma maintain that road have been furloughed or something so it's in especially bad shape 
I see. Okay. Well, yep. this is what we do on fastest known time. We give people the <laughs> heads up on how to manage their lives and being a dirtbag climber might not be the recommended course of action. Yeah. <laughs> but how to go on Wolf said, how did, did you, did you, how would you like that piton traverse that hand crack to the right? Did that go? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like it now, now that I'm back home. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty heads up though in the moment. The, and yeah, and I, I kept thinking of you because I know you, you've told me before, you, I think you on-site soloed it. And uh, so I think I need a separate podcast just to talk to you about that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Did but you lead it or Kristen lead it? Kristen led that pitch. Yep. Okay. All yep. right. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, you're a smart guy. You've got Kristen to lead it. Right? This is good work, Craig. Thanks. Well, this podcast is going to take us into what's coming up next with Fastest Known Time com. We've uh, come a long way. We've done a lot of things here and we've gotten a lot of good feedback. A lot of people say love in the podcast where you like what you're doing. And of course, the, uh, the the website itself with the submissions and how the FKT sport has grown. So we're going to talk about that and learn a little bit more what's going on. So what has the growth been? Let's just set a little context here, you know, coming from nothing two and a half years ago. And then for about a year, we had, you know, people were into it, doing some cool things, but then it kind of blew up. So Peter, what, Gemini, uh, tell, give people a little heads up on what the growth has been here the past six months. Well, yeah, so we were experiencing steady growth since we launched just, um, but it was quite manageable until all of a sudden uh, something weird happened and for some reason, every competitive event on the planet got canceled. So people seem to have rushed to us to express their competitive instincts and adventure instincts. And so we've had a massive increase in traffic since the pandemic. And uh, yeah, um, it's been a lot of work for all of us, as you know, and also very rewarding to be able to provide a platform where people can um, still compete and interact and uh, share their stories. Yeah, well, that's true. And in terms of actual statistics, we're going to put that on the show notes of this podcast, a little bit of the numbers, and there'll be links to some of the many articles that have taken place over the past couple of months. I think there are about eight Articles have appeared in national magazines on what we're doing in fastest known time, including one in 538.com that NPR picked up on. So I'll give a link in the show notes, and I'm going to write an accompanying article so you can see what's up if you are so interested on the, uh, the actual statistics that have taken place this past few months. And I'll provide a link to the national public radio, Ari Shapiro. It's a four-minute interview Pretty good stuff when you make NPR. I think that's credible. So we've we've grown a lot, but we isn't us. I mean, it's not us that's grown. It's really the sport, the niche of fastest known times. If everyone's doing this, and I think this is all over the world, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. It's um, especially going strong in Europe, the UK, the United States, Canada. Uh, um, more and more we're seeing stuff out of um, Mexico, South America, um, Japan. So, yeah. Uh, oh, of course, Australia, New Zealand, 
have been strong in adventure running for a long time. But um, yeah, we're seeing a lot from there too. Yeah. And we've had to really work to stay up on that. And so just to clarify, Peter is the person who does a lot of the data entry, almost all of the data entry, which is a ton of work. Jeff is the person who actually makes it all happen because he does all the web development. So the, the web upgrades, getting the map thing to work, getting the forms to work. And a lot of this back end stuff, as well as the front end stuff is all Jeff. So Jeff, what are you most proud of in terms of the improvements over the past year? Because it's you know, it's not us, it's the user's experience. It's what the participants see to make it easier for them. Totally, yeah. Um, and, and that's definitely how we're trying to um, drive how we're growing the site. A, a lot of the work has gone into expanding the capacity just to keep up with this new demand. Uh, like a 500, almost 500% increase um, has meant like on a storage level, server load, the, the maps, like map views, um, we've had to kind of scale up a little bit there. Um, but I think the, as, as Peter alluded to, the, the major bottleneck is kind of more human resources and, and processing all the submissions for um, routes and FKTs. Um, and that has fallen like almost exclusively on Peter. And so um, earlier this summer, we did the, we redid the, um, the submission forms for FKTs and routes. They were, um, they required an embarrassingly large amount of manual work previously. Uh, so that's, that's a little bit more streamlined and, and um, that's helping us keep, keep up with uh, the incoming submissions a little bit better. Um, and, and then uh, a little more recently, um, we embarked on this adventure of having regional editors. So um, instead of uh, Peter taking care of the whole world, if, if we can have some folks um, managing the submissions coming in from certain areas. So um, we just onboarded a couple. We've got um, Stefan, Stefan in Northern Europe, uh, Stefan Bergsten and Joshua Frank um, handling some of the Western United States. Um, and I think we're, we're bringing on somebody else tomorrow. Is that right, Peter? Yeah, from yes. north, northeast, northeast U.S. Um, so that's great. So, so essentially, uh, having trying to to distribute the load of of who's managing the incoming submissions and who's who's looking into these. Um, I think currently we're just doing routes, but uh, eventually, hopefully, or currently we're doing FKTs, but eventually routes as well um, to to help with that. Uh, verification process and and you know when when you as a user submit your fkt uh for a route what happens um that that gets checked so it can go up on the site um so i think that that was uh that'll be a big step for us um in in expanding capacity for um this huge uptick in uh in the submissions well, personally, personally, Jeff, I'm more comfortable if Peter is taking care of the whole world. I, I, I think most of us would feel safer if Peter was taking care of the whole world. Absolutely. Yeah. But Peter, and particularly his wife, might not feel comfortable with that. I think the cat is getting upset with me. 
but more serially here. So we have two regional editors right now, and we're adding a third, Ryan Williams, and for Northeastern United States tomorrow. So if anyone wants to process some data, which means you're looking at the FKTs are coming in and everything, literally everything on the website has been manually verified by Peter formally. Uh, if you want to participate in that, use the contact form and you can volunteer. Fame and fortune will not be yours. There's actually no pay. Sorry about that. But we're going to list you on the website. You'll be helping out, which hopefully is a a good project here. So use the contact form if you'd like to volunteer to do that. So yeah, Thanks. and if I may offer a comment on that, besides, you know, taking some of the load off of me, um, I, I really think it's building a community around this to have folks who are, you know, familiar with their regions, more familiar than I am with their regions. And, um, you know, so we can build a, a broader base than uh, you know, up to now, it's just been three or four of us. So uh, I really like the community aspect, and I'm really pleased about this regional editor thing. Nice, because that's what we are. We're crowdsourced. So people ask us questions like, what about this? What about that? And I respond, what you see on the website is what we know. We are crowdsourced. It is you. You meaning the people who are listening to this, you are the people that makes this happen. We are the managers, the service people who are behind the scenes to process all the data. But everything that you see was submitted by one of you listeners. So keep in mind what Peter just said. This is community-based. This is crowdsourced information. So your participation is what really makes it happen. Yep. Well, Craig, as our, uh, besides being our esteemed sound engineer and expert at fixing flat tires, you also work the social media. What are you seeing? What's, what are people talking about? Well, I, so in addition to the social media, um, one of the, the newer tasks that I've been handling is putting out a newsletter every Monday. And the way I see it is basically it's us giving the subscribers a nice, snapshot of what news happened in the world of FKTs, but then more notably the FKTs of the week. And I have, I think it's a pretty um, incredible task to try to uh, select uh, two of the best FKTs of the week, especially over the last four months. Um, and uh, of course I get input from you guys and, but then I, I generally just comb the latest FKTs on our site within the last week or two. And, um, and a lot of that, I guess, to your, your question, Buzz, about social media, a lot of it's backed up through um, the recognition that people give each other uh, for having done an FKT on social media. So following um, which FKTs are getting the best response or the most enthusiastic response or... Well, we're going to put the social media channels on the show notes. So people want to you know, get on the Instagram, the Twitter, Facebook, and so forth. Uh, look in the show notes, the written show notes, and you'll see how to do that. Well, Craig, what's uh, what did you pick for the FKT of the week? You, your newsletter goes out every Monday. What was it this last Monday? Do you remember? Peter gave me a tip on this one, and also just from from working with you guys for so long now and understanding some of the more notorious roots, um, the uh, <laughs> the J O G L E, the joggle, and then yeah. in reverse. That's a, that's a huge one in the UK that just goes yeah. from what the entire length of the country. 
Right. So uh, the person that did it was Dan Lawson, and he did it in nine days, 21 hours, 14 minutes, two seconds, and I think it nearly destroyed him. Um, (laughs) That was the men's pick. And then another one that I think all of us found a lot of interest in um, for the women was the Adirondack 46 High Peaks, quote unquote, race that happened. Um, Yeah, that was different. That was, was, yeah. That was different because the two ladies, they just said, we're going to do this at the same time. They're going to start in different places, but they're going to do it at the same time and see who finishes first. Yeah, and and so Alyssa Gadeski was the the woman that that got the FKT. Sarah Keys was the competitor. And, you know, I thought one of the really cool uh, aspects of Alyssa's FKT was that she put a lot of work into this. So it wasn't something that she just thought of last month and tried to go scout out a little bit. I think she's been working on it since December last year and um, really waiting. I don't think like, like, as we've been saying, a lot of people were sort of reactionary with FKTs because uh, races have been canceled. But I think this one was, was on Alyssa's radar for, for a while. So she'd been planning it, you know, races notwithstanding. Right. Well, let's call that one out again, in case people didn't quite grasp that. So they, two ladies knew each other. They were friendly and they were going to do it starting at the same time, but in different trailheads. Mm-hmm. And so that means with a Adirondack 46ers, which means the 46 summits, they could take different routes at different times. They might cross paths never or a few times. And so it's not exactly, uh, not a physical head to head competition. So there's, you know, social distancing by, you know, 10 miles or so, but they're doing it at the same time. So they're kind of, spurring each other on it was all in good fun but that would you think is something other people could try say you know let's go do the wonderland trail and you go clockwise i'll go counterclockwise and see who finishes first yeah i'll, I'll let the other guys weigh in too i i think it's a a great idea and um i think buzz you always mentioned because people I, I think you called this out a couple episodes ago i forget who the guest was but you're you're more it seems like you're more interested in like because people get so caught up in wanting to do things um self-supported or unsupported right and you're always like well let's like have some fun bring in your friends bring in the community and and make this you know more inclusive so that other people can support you and have goodwill and um and I think this could be something that sort of comes out of that that notion where this isn't just meant to be a solo individualistic thing. Um, it can be more fun and more inclusive of like a competitor or support, whatever you need. So I think it's a really cool idea. That's a good point, Craig. And Peter is the one who comments on this frequently. Mm-hmm. Is people are, as you mentioned, trying, they, somehow they think that the unsupported is more pure, which I guess you could say it is, but it's, you, you don't want to say it's better. So the three styles are all equal. They're just different styles. And we get a, sometimes some controversy and probably 80% of our questions are as to the nuances of supported, unsupported, and self-supported. But mm-hmm. Peter, I think what you've always said is do what works best. Yeah. So I think, you know, you say one style isn't necessarily better, but um, it may be better for the particular route and for the particular person. So, yeah, I think trying to shoehorn yourself into some what turned out to be somewhat arbitrary stylistic definitions that we've had to put on um, under our guidelines in order to 
you know, make things fair, trying to shoehorn yourself into those just um, to fit them doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think you should do what makes makes it more most fun and comfortable and fast for you and um, let us, you know, and then decide what category that is. Gotcha. Do what works best, particularly for you and the nature of the route. Yes. And so if you're doing anything more than, well, five to seven days, unsupported is sort of strange. It's pushing it. So here, here's a, a funny example that comes up from time to time. People will say, I want to do this unsupported, but I want my friends to be able to come out and take pictures and video and stuff. And it just sort of blows my mind. Why would you have your friends take pictures but not hand you a sandwich? I just can't understand it. <laughs> what kind of friend are they? Yeah. <laughs> It just seems really, really contrived to me to do it that way. And, and you know, that's, that's just my opinion. The but... case. Because if they literally handed you a drink of water, that would that would be supported. That would not yeah. be unsupported. But they can take a picture of you. That doesn't violate the rule, but that's getting they're splitting hairs, is what you're saying. Well, it, it you know, the point of unsupported is you want to be completely self-sufficient on your own. And, you know, so having people come out to meet you for whatever reason is yeah, kind of, uh, maybe not technically in violation of that, but it's certainly in violation of the spirit of that. So, you know, take your own pictures, I guess, if you want to be unsupported. <laughs> <laughs> but if people are well, meeting you, gee, you know, right. <laughs> take a cookie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eat a cookie. Yeah. So, this is coming from the only person to do the Double hard rock. So listeners, eat a cookie. <laughs> I was not unsupported. Right. Uh, so hot tips here. But Craig said something that really uh, I thought was very insightful because we had Alicia and uh, Alyssa Godeski. And Alyssa, uh, Alyssa Godeski, by the way, had FKT of the Year a couple of years ago on our long trail. So she's you know pretty good at this. But there was two ladies, and we often have articles written about women doing FKTs, and we're often noting that the female participation is significantly lower than the male participation. And I've often theorized, if I may, that it's not at all due to athletic prowess. That's women have always been equal with men in terms of endurance. I think it's because of social, that sometimes the ladies like to be around other people, not because they need to, because it's more enjoyable experience. And what Craig just said is, yeah, let it go, do it, you know, create some, you don't have to go out there, you know, for a month alone in the woods, you can have a slightly more social experience and still have an FKT experience. So the next thing here I'm kind of interested in is Jeff. This is a clever ploy, by the way, listeners. So we're, we're doing, we're, this is this is how tough we are here at Fastest Known Time. I'm going to ask Jeff what we expect to see <laughs> on the website. And of course, now he's, you know, he's going on record here. So Feet to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, uh, we, we certainly want users' experience to drive this. So I guess first, first I would say, um, you know, we, we get a lot of contacts 
submissions, contact form submissions, uh, in addition to the route submissions and FKT submissions every day. But uh, I am very interested to hear what people's experience is with the site and what they want to see. And, and you know, my list of um, things like improvements to functionality and design and so forth is is miles long at this point. Um, and so, you know, it's it's a constant task of of prioritizing that list, um, and and part of and the prioritization prioritization happens um, in part from from um, what we hear from you all. So that's super important. That said, um, I think what's next up, aside from a, a few improve, improvements that we're going to make to the forms, is um, is the search fun functionality. Um, right now, it's you got to click maybe two more times than we would like to, you to have to click uh, in order to to find your way to either looking at a an athlete's profile or looking in at FKT or or a route. Um, so I, I want to streamline that a little bit better and and make it a lot easier to just get to the information that you're looking for. Um, so so search is definitely pretty high up in the list. Um, Another thing that uh, I'm really interested in seeing and in in that I think can help with our um, helping to make like to to kind of knit the community together a little better is um, is notifications in in terms of comments that you leave on the site and um, and the ability to like subscribe to a route. So if you're interested in a in a certain route or maybe even like a an area like a, a region of routes. Um, you should be able to subscribe to that and see when an FKT, get a notification as to when an FKT on that route has happened or if there's been a response to your comment. So that's one, another place uh, that's kind of um, lacking that I think we could make a lot of improvements. Uh, that's a good one. That's, I see that, Jeff, because the community is what we really are doing here. And so right now it's the comments are just generic for the whole site, global for the site. Well, if you could subscribe to something, then you could really track that. So if you set an FKT, you kind of want to know if someone else is on it or not. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and I think like we get people like to use the site. I think we like we've gotten a lot of good feedback that that people um enjoy the what they're able to find out there and but i i think if we can um help them to use it better and and help them to kind of not that we want to get more of your like make you make you spend more time on a site i don't think we're trying to be another social media platform but um but trying to to help you find the information and, and get some like push notifications for when um things you're interested happen um and then uh also I think uh, similarly, like the user and athlete profiles are a little bit disjointed right now. And I'd like if if people are able to manage, like we have kind of separate entities for user, user accounts and athletes on the site. And um, we've joined them a little bit, but I want to link them together a little bit more and, and help people to kind of edit, edit their own profile a little bit better so that... Um, Again, sort of like the the, the community approach, um, and then um, one more thing was the the live tracking. So that's been another thing that Peter's been putting in a, a ton of time into. Like, you know, not only do we get FKT and route submissions, but we get um, 
part of the part of the guidelines say that ideally you are announcing your um, intent to go after an FKT. You're saying I'm gonna I'm gonna go um, run this route, you know, tomorrow or, or Friday or whatever, um, and and Peter is um, putting those attempts into uh, a section of the site where you can um, kind of keep tabs on what people are doing. And I think this would be another part that, like that, the live trackers that I think a lot of the, um, like whether it's Spot or, or, or uh, Delorme, et cetera, what they're providing isn't super uh, usable or interactive. And, and I would like if we could improve how we integrate with those a little bit more and kind of have a one-stop shop for following people's um, experiences. So the, uh, those are some of the items that are at the top of my list. Okay. All right. Good. Excellent. I particularly like the comments aspect to bring people together. And the interesting thing that really comes to my mind here to bring this around is I'm going to ask Peter. So how is this whole thing being funded right now, Peter? How is fastest known time happening? <laughs> it's happening. Um, we're, we're very much like uh, public radio. It's, you know, it's listener supported. And if you, the listener, do not make a contribution, then public radio goes belly up. And one way that we differ from public radio is so far we haven't had a fun drive. But maybe we should do that. Oh, right. The the, the fall fund uh, fundraiser. Yeah. We could have so, FKT so we, so we coffee cup. Non, we just talk nonstop for like hours and hours. And so people just finally throw in the towel and donate money. Exactly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. like, and then give us back our content. <laughs> well, we can give out, you know, FKT coffee cups. Right. But but what you just said is very important. It is listener supported. It is crowdsourced. There is no foundation. You know, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation does not contribute to FKT.com. So the they people could. They could. <laughs> so kidding aside. The folks that are listening to us are the folks that make this happen. So regarding what Jeff just said, we'd like to do, this will happen if we get some donations. Because right now, this is an actual fact. Jeff is doing this completely for free. Peter is doing it completely for free. I'm doing it completely for free. There's zero money in it, and which is all fine. That's good. But if we could, say, hire uh, an assistant web developer, then we could improve the functionality. Right. So if the listeners want a better functioning website that maybe has other features, other aspects, maybe we can broaden the scope of it. We will do it if people donate the money and then we can hire someone to help bring the features. So it's a quid pro quo. And so keep this in mind. I'm being completely serious about this. Um, we have how many. I think I looked at this. Jeff did the research on this. Actually, we have one hundred and one patrons. That's uh, people who subscribe and donate monthly uh, on a monthly basis. And then we have people who kick in. So you can go to the website. I'm going to put it in the show notes and to see how to either become a Patreon, which is a monthly contribution, or to make a one-time PayPal donation. So please, just like Wikipedia does drives and your public radio station does drives, we're, we kind of need to do this because there is no other foundational support here. It's listener supported. It's a community-based service that we provide essentially for free. 
So anyone in the world can make their mark on the wall. We will put it up there for free. So the people who care really should kick in a little bit to make sure it keeps happening. Yeah, and the other aspect of this is, you know, we we don't really want to clutter up the site with advertising. Um, frequently, we do have one sponsor at a time, and these companies that we actually really believe in. So we feel that's value added as well as generating a small amount of revenue for us. But um, yeah, we don't want to just make it a big mess of ads. So uh, that's the that's the stylistic and functional choice that we've made, and we hope that people appreciate that. That's a good point because you go to most websites and you're getting pop-ups, you're getting blinking ads. I mean, if you, if you make an erroneous mouse click, whoops, suddenly you're in some annoying place. But we have a very clean, very clean interface. We're just giving you the content. And so it's called the contributor model. We're trying to go basically with the contributor model. So contributions make it happen. And so maybe what we really should doing uh, is add more sex, drugs, and rock and roll content. <laughs> what do you think? I'm in. I don't know if, I don't know if that fastest <laughs> known time goes well with sex. I know. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, that, that's what it is, right? I mean, if you go to these websites, it's just clickbait. It's all this funky stuff, and that's how they make the money. And we're not doing that. We're just very clean, very pure, very good content. And so you know, people really should contribute. I think, uh, who is it? Josh Sanders, a fellow Michigander. He just said that, heck, it's way cheaper than a race fee. So he kicks in every time he does an FKT. It's just dramatically cheaper than a race fee. Jason Hardrath has done the same thing. So, you know, consider kicking in a little bit, folks. Thanks. Thank you. Because it is true. I wanted to explain that of what the heck's going on around here. You got four people just doing this. There is no foundation. There is no 501c3 and nobody's getting paid. And we can bring you better service if we get a little more funds to provide that service. And Jeff walked you through a few things he's thinking of. There's a lot more I'd like to have happen. I won't say them out loud because otherwise people get irritated with me, but, uh, there's other things I'd like us to be doing. And so hopefully we can do that. One thing we are doing, besides the regional editors, FKT of the year will be back. Um, what have you guys seen? What, uh, I got some things that caught my attention. Uh, Craig, you, you're doing the newsletter every Monday. What, what would you see for FKT of the year so far? Oh boy. Um, well, before I pick a, an FKT of the year candidate, Buzz, I, I just wanted to mention too another topic that we've um, we've discussed a lot over the last year, basically, or, or I guess a little before last year, FKT of the year awards is that there was kind of a lack of people going after some of the higher profile, uh, or we call them premier routes. That's true, and that's really changed <laughs> this spring. You know, some of those major routes are back on the radar and people are doing them. And I like I think Jeff mentioned earlier, you know, the tracking now feature of our homepage is really, um, really excellent because you can see in a snapshot where people are. And a lot of times people give us their tracking info um, because they're doing, you know, a bigger profile route and they they want to add some validity to it or some extra tracking. And in Colorado Trail, I'm not sure why, but that people have been. On that, it's like 
two or three people a week on the Colorado Trail this summer. Yeah, and some epic epic explosions too. I think people who have who have made a big deal about their attempt have not lasted too long. So I think that's always interesting to follow too. Well, the biggest name, one of the best ultra runners in the world, had a go. Right. And that was very that was very sad. Courtney DeWalter was on track for the overall record, got to Twin Lakes, three hundred six miles, and bronchitis. Ouch! She had to go to the emergency room, mm-hmm. but. You know, that's how it goes. When something takes eight or nine days, it's a different stress on your body. Yeah, and just follow up on the Colorado Trail, which, like uh, Craig says, had tons of um, attempts this year. Uh, I think an FKT of the Year uh, nominee for me would be Michaela Osler, who set the women's self-supported uh, FKT on the Colorado trail by four days. Right. Uh, right. Um, and she's a, you know, she's not an ultra runner. As far as I know, she's a through hiker. She's done the triple crown, a through hiking Appalachian trail, the continental divide trail, and the Pacific crest trail. So she really knows how to hike long distances and averaged something like 48 miles a day for 10 straight days, just right. Sleeping in a tent and, um, collecting her food drops at various uh, drop points. And people should go on the website and look that one up. Um, Go to Colorado Trail. And by the way, the way you do that, top menu bar, Roots, pull down that and type it in, click Colorado Trail, and you'll you'll see all the different FKTs there. And you should read her trip report, right? I mean, just read the trip reports right there. I mean, you got the numbers, you got the times, you got the dates. But if you're interested in this stuff, read people's trip reports because they get pretty good. And as usual on these eight-day efforts, she was on the rivet that last day. I mean, and her trip report is, is good reading. The one I think I should mention is tracking now, by the way, is not everything. So just to clarify... Tracking now is only the big routes that take more than 24 hours. Otherwise, it's not worth to put it on the website. So there's probably, what do you think, Peter, 30 to 50 FKT submissions per day. But tracking now section is going to have one or two added per day, which is as it should be. It's only the really long events we're going to track in real time. The I was certainly moved by... Uh, person we had on the podcast, I think it was two weeks ago, Kelly Halperin, right? Yeah. Kelly on the Wind River High Route. And that was, uh, that really caught my eye because again, the women are just like Courtney DeWalter. She has the second longest time ever done in a backyard ultra of just it was 230, what was it? 237 279, miles. I think. 279. Yeah, two, that's right. Yeah, 279 miles. Ouch. Um, so she's phenomenal endurance. And but, well, Kelly did something that you know Renee Jacobs did and a few others have done, but she went up there in the big high rough mountains by herself, uh, unsupported, and did not bring a tent, a stove, or a sleeping bag for a hundred mile high mountain route. I thought that kind of caught my eye. So the fastest known time awards will be taking place again this December. Stay tuned for that. And we're going to open this up. Uh, Jeff announced uh, some of the 
uh, web development projects he wants to do for the fastest known time of the year. I want to open this up to the community a little bit more. And so we're going to ask for community nominations this time. And we still will be voting on it with a select group of people just because otherwise just logistically can't deal with it. Uh, but we're going to open it up to the community a little bit more so more people can get involved and read the stories. So, Craig, do you have a thought and what moved you most so far this year? <laughs> well, I guess I have to keep it kind of uh, more in our backyard because those are the ones, some of the routes in Colorado where we live are just super classic, I think in general, but especially to the people who live here. And if you're in this running community, there's some just iconic routes in Colorado. And a couple of those besides the Colorado Trail have been ticked lately. Uh, a new women's FKT on the four passes loop just happened, I think two weeks ago. Um, and some of these, some of these routes too, they're so popular that they have super fast times. Um, the other one that just happened is another guy that we're all friends with, Matthias, uh, just did a new FKT on uh, Pawnee Buchanan loop. Right. And, and that's another one. It's, you know, it's pretty local for us just because it's here, we can get to it really quickly and it's a great run, but, but it's also just super competitive because of the, the proximity and another, another one that just came in today, which people may already be aware of is um, on the Wonderland trail, that trail that is about 95 miles runs around Mount Rainier. So just uh, last week, Dylan Bowman set a new FKT on that by a pretty large margin, about an hour and a half over, Ryan Gelfie's already really good time, but then just five days later, Tyler Green um, beat Dylan's time by 18 minutes. So the Wonderland Trail is now down to 16 hours and 40 minutes. That's pretty smoking fast on a mountainous, <laughs> right? You know, 90 mile loop. Right, right. It's getting. They're starting to shave it now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, the list of names on that trailer. Everyone from Kyle Skaggs, Gary Robbins, Ryan Gelfie, and now Dylan and Tyler. So serious runners. Right. And the European action is interesting. Uh, we want to bring back the FKT of the year EU for Europe, where this has been going on pre-United States. You know, they've been doing this for a long time because, you know, uh, Early on this year, Sweden was so strong. It was like, what's going on in Sweden? Germany was real strong. Um, but then the southern countries, not so much because the pandemic just shut them down. And, you know, it was a 2,000-euro fine to be caught more than three kilometers away from your house. So people were you know, changing their names and having fake aliases on Strava so they couldn't get caught and arrested. Uh, so that was a little slow for Spain, France, Italy, and Andorra. Well, the northern countries a little more open. But now it's taken off as the UK, right? Totally. These guys have been totally. These guys have been throwing down. Indeed, our podcasts uh, three and four ago were both in, for the UK. John Kelly sent an FKT on the Pennine Way. And then five days later... His friend, Damien Hall, broke it by three hours. It has stood for 30 years. Then after that, it stood for five days. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of interesting stuff. So I think we're going to 
to do a separate FKT of the year for Europe this year, providing I can make the logistics work. But I, I think we can do that. Buzz, that, that reminded me, I think, uh, just your emphasis on the UK. Uh, last month, there was a new uh, female FKT on the Bob Graham round, too, which uh, is <laughs> super impressive. That one kind of got a lot of notoriety, I think, when Killian went after it a few years ago. And right. Um, but she did it totally talk about the community aspect of F FKTs. Like that's a super community based uh, route. And she put in Beth Pascal, put in a really impressive time on that. Um, so third fastest time ever by anyone. Yeah. You, you said the third fastest Peter. Yeah. Behind Killian and Killian beat Billy Bland's time from, from 30 years ago. And uh, now Beth Pascal has the third fastest time ever. Wow. Excellent. And like you just said, Craig, I've learned this a lot on these podcasts. I'm talking to the people over there, particularly John Kelly, because you know, he's an expat Yank. Oops, not supposed to say that. He's from Tennessee. He's corrected me on that. He's an expat from the United States. And he said it's the community over there is so good. You know, we've done a lot of podcasting out of uh, the UK now. Go, you can go back in the history and look at them. And he describes how people come out for you. The previous record holder comes out for you. And these are the old roots, right? It's, it's not in a wilderness. There isn't any such thing as a wilderness. It starts at a pub and it finishes on a pub. And everyone has a pint afterwards. And everyone's out there slapping backs. It's a, it's a real fun scene. Yeah, can you imagine a better place for a guy like John Kelly to move for work <laughs> he said he was relocated but i think he just wanted to slot right into a, a new and really cool um fkt community right i'm kind of questioning that one yeah also. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it it doesn't matter so that's anything else that's caught your attention jeff anything you've seen well you guys have brought up a, a few of the ones that i was actually going to mention but uh I want to say how much fun, sort of similar to what Craig was saying, how much fun it has been to watch some of the routes in here in the front range of Colorado uh, ha have some battles go down on it. Uh, the, the Boulder Skyline, Pawnee Buchanan, like you were, you were talking about, um, the High Lonesome Loop, the LA Freeway, like Long's Peak, people have been... Um, it's 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 fun to to have to 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 say wait a minute like something just happened on Saturday like what's going to happen tomorrow on Sunday mm -hmm. um, and and see and to have seen kind of the the battleground move from route to route uh, over the course of the 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 spring and summer so I would love you know I, I want to see this continue I, I think it's uh, as much as we're complaining about the the uptick in in um, all the submissions it's it's so cool to see this uh phenomenon really really um blow up further and see people kind of chasing each other in in different ways like we as humans really and as athletes in particular need need that competition and and without races like this is another way to kind of chase each other and try to keep setting the bar higher so it, it's um yeah it's fun to see right it's kind of like new england has been for the past five years the the people in new hampshire particularly in the White Mountains, have been doing this for a number of years, as P Peter knows, like the Prezi Traverse and the, um, not so much the Hut Top, but certainly the Prezi the and the Pemi Loop. Pemi and the Pemi Loop. They, you know, if they, you get it by five minutes, you've you've taken a chunk off. Yeah. yeah. 
One more I would mention is we've been talking about some pretty established routes like Bob Graham or the Four Passes Loop here in Colorado. But um, just this year, um, someone submitted an FKT for climbing all of the 13,000 foot peaks in Wyoming. And this is serious business because a lot of these That's things are, are way, way, way far from a trailhead. There's um, many of the routes are fifth class. Um, there's no route descriptions you can find on many of the peaks. I think there are 35 peaks. And um, so someone did them all in, I think it was around 44 days. And then like two days later, another person finished them in, I think it was like 16 days. So it went from, you know, five people maybe had finished them all in a lifetime to two people had finished them um in essentially a month right and you and i had talked about doing that too yeah Remember we that? decided it was too hard <laughs> <laughs> we mapped it out though peter remember that yeah, we created we did map. yeah we calculated how long it would take but then yeah we it was were, too hard <laughs> we were too uh comfortable in our lives and but these guys just went out and, and got it done i was very impressed with you know, one guy was way faster than the other, but both is just just the, right. the gumption to take on that project um, for me was a big deal. Well, it's correct because I think less than five people had ever done all Wyoming 13ers ever in their lifetime. And so to get it to 16 days is it is huge. Yeah, I think that's correct. I also noticed Fernanda Maciel, a person who was on our podcast about 10 weeks ago, she just submitted one of the classic routes in the Alps. So the Alps are still hot, you know, uh, Alps have got amazing stuff happening. So keep in mind the FKT of the year for EU coming up and uh, tracking now. We're going to keep that one updated only for the big long routes. And let's, uh, let's kind of wrap this one up with a few things I heard here. So Jeff, now is the time to correct me, but I heard that you wouldn't mind getting suggestions for website improvements. Did I sure. hear that? Okay. So please people use the contact form and then make that the title. So if you just say website suggestion, then, well, to be honest, I won't have to look at it. Jeff will look at it. And uh, so if you put things like that in the title, then it'll, it'll tend to sift itself to the right person. And we also mentioned that if you'd like to uh, be a regional editor and you're familiar with your part of the world, and I'm talking here, if you're listening down under Asia, Europe, South America, or parts of the United States, North America, Canada, uh, put that in a contact form, just put in regional editor, question mark, something like that, and we'll get back to you. Because, you know, I think the world's in safer hands if Peter's in charge of it, but we could use a little help there. I could get hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you're not going to fall scrambling. Are you still scrambling? You're still in the flat irons every single day? Yeah, I'm scrambling a lot, but the more dangerous thing is the one wheel. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got a one wheel. So this is this something you're going to want Jeff to add a new sport category, Peter, the, the FKP for the one wheel? <laughs> we may have to start a new website. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the one wheel for those who are saying, what are these jerks talking about? That's where you stand with both feet on this little electronic 
literally one wheel. And by leaning a little bit forward, it goes forward. By leaning a little bit backwards, it goes backward. Obviously, a little alarming. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's basically an electric skateboard with a with one gigantic wheel that's in between your feet. So it, okay. it rides a bit like a snowboard, but um, the the landings when you crash are much harder. Yeah, because it's pavement. <laughs> yeah. Minor detail. <laughs> okay. How do you turn left or right? Just, just, just lean. Wait. Uh, so it has this little gyro mechanism. So just like a skateboard. I see. It's like a skateboard. Yeah, but okay. unlike an electric skateboard, it doesn't have a hand control. So you just lean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how fast can you go? 20 miles per hour. 20? Right next to pavement. That'll that'll be a little alarming. <laughs> it's so fun. Mm -hmm. so Have do you, you fallen yet? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I'm, I'm too young. I'm too old to be taking up a new dangerous sport like this, but it's really, really fun. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, as you know, I'm on the surf ski every other day, and so I'm enjoying the... Uh, three to four foot waves, the four foot waves get your attention because when you drop into the trough, you can't see out. And so I think you've been doing this all your life. It's uh, oh yeah, sure. This is totally normal. But for me, if you can't see out of the trough, you think that's a pretty big wave. So I think we're, we're all, the problem is, you know, I'm slowing down running. So you might as well do something where I can improve that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, what else do we want people to be looking for coming up? What uh, what else is on the horizon? We got regional editors. Jeff's got some improvements here. Oh, Craig, how can people sign up for this newsletter? It goes out every Monday. It's super simple. It's really tight. It's not a bunch of junk. It's yeah. not a big ad. It's actually very good content. So how do people get on that uh, newsletter sign-up sheet? Yeah, check the show notes to this. And it's really simple. You just put in your first name, last name, email. And yeah, like Buzz said, it comes out every Monday morning. And um, it's fun because it's got a couple regular features, FKTs of the week, like we talked about. And then um, generally, I just try to curate something cool that's happened from the community, uh, some story that you might not have, have seen. So this week, we did a cool thing. Um, Adidas has been putting together a series on uh, different athletes from their team who have been doing FKTs. And um, one that caught my attention was a video they did about uh, Sabrina Stanley on Nolan's 14. So that was in this this week's email. So you get stuff like that that you might not otherwise see. And uh, yeah. It's good content. Most newsletters are bloody ads, right? It's just ads. This is no ads. So you, you put together a nice synopsis, Craig. So people, I'll put that in the show notes and sign up for it. It's If you like FKT stuff, this is a good way to get more information. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This is our 100th, our century podcast. It's amazing. 100 podcasts. I've enjoyed this. I appreciate the feedback. And I, you know, people sign off and they say, wow, wow, Buzz, that went really well. Thank you. I said, wow. Don't thank me. I really, really enjoy talking to these folks. Um, I kind of enjoy talking to you three as well. <laughs> well, thanks, Buzz. <laughs> yeah, I, 
<laughs> Thanks, Buzz. I, I also want to add a quick thank you, uh, quick but really important thank you to, to we mentioned our Patreon supporters and our and our and the folks who have donated by PayPal. So I want to say thanks to everybody that has done that. It's uh, it's awesome. It's it's been great to not only see the the rise in submissions, but in the uh, outpouring of support that that some folks have shown. So we're grateful. One hundred one Patreon supporters. Good call out, Craig. All seriousness. Thank you for bringing that up. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. I really appreciate staying in touch with people somewhat virtually. And uh, thank you three folks for keeping it going. Ton of work. Thanks very, very much. Thanks, Buzz. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>